You don't have to be the best designer to create beautiful websites that really resonate with people and get them to use it and get them to click. Apply these three tips to the next website you're building and see how much better everything feels and how much better your client responds to the proposed designs. You're listening to the Digital Masters Growing Your Web Dev Business Podcast. I'm Marisa Vanscriver, aka Captain Coder. I'm a web developer, copywriter, and digital marketing strategist and educator who's been working in the industry since before Facebook business pages even existed. Depending if you're a web designer or a web developer, today's episode may scare you just a little. We're going to talk about design, specifically three tips that can improve your user experience. Now you guys know you want to have a good UX because you want people to stay on your websites longer. You want them to spend more money on the websites. You want them to understand where everything is because at the end of the day, that initial browser becomes far more valuable as a lead to your clients. But you know what the hard thing is, is design is so subjective and so hard to articulate. It is probably the worst part of the website creation process with every single one of my customers because many people know less what they like and more what they don't. And if you haven't had somebody tell you, you know, I don't know why I like don't like this, but I just don't like it and I don't know how to tell you to fix it, then I'm highly jealous. Now, if you're a web developer especially, design is probably not your strongest trait. But no matter what your personal style is, there are some simple things you can do to not only improve the look of the designs you're creating, but also to help improve UX. The best part, these design tips can fit with any type of website. So let's dive in. Okay, this is a little harder to demonstrate on a podcast, so I need you guys to visualize with me or even go to a website that you're working on right now and take a look at the images. Are you pointing those images in towards the copy? You can go to my own website at becomeadigitalmaster.com and you'll notice that the eyeline of every single person, which is, you know, myself, I've used throughout the website, they're pointed towards the copy, all all of the eyeline. Even the body language I ensure is pointed inwards instead of off screen. Now this is a small subliminal thing and you'll notice it more after we talk about it today, but it absolutely helps keep the user scrolling through, in my case, my verbose copy, and it tells their eyes where to go. And that's a huge thing when you're, when you get somebody gets on a website and gets confused and doesn't know where to look using the images and pointing them in can help that and help train them where they should look next. It gears them to read instead of getting lost off screen as well. So we have a natural ability to follow where somebody else's eyes are going. You know, think of those creepy paintings that seem to follow you as you move. So you want to use this to your advantage. Now I will say that if you get really good at this, You can also work to have the body language kind of point in and just a little bit down because that encourages scrolling as well. But of course, you have to work with the photography that you have. If you're working with a solopreneur or a personal branded company where your client is really the face and you're going to be using their image quite a bit on the website, 
I would encourage them to schedule a photo shoot and have their photographer take pictures of them facing multiple directions. So you have options for them to be facing left to right or just a little bit down, just a little bit up, kind of depending on the website design that you have in mind. Now, if you're using stock photos, try to choose images that point the way that you want them to. I don't necessarily recommend flipping them in Photoshop to fit your needs because reversing text and other portions of the image can make it look a little bit off. And I want you guys, when you're doing this, when you're pointing these images in towards the copy, to remember it's not going to always be perfect. Sometimes the eye line is going to be towards the copy, but the body language is going to be away. And that's okay. But you want the majority to feel like it's leaning in and like it's looking towards that copy because you want people in general to be drawn inwards and not off screen. I have this question asked a lot when I guest lecture and when I teach about websites at um, different conferences and things like that. And I usually have somebody ask me, well, okay, well, how many colors can I use on their web on my website? Now, I will tell you, and you guys probably know, with most professionally done brands, you typically have two to three main colors and maybe up to three accent colors that you can use. Colors are great, but you do want to avoid using too many on a website. And for me, personally, I like to keep it to about three to four and then a couple of neutrals. Because what can end up happening is when you're using all of that color on a website, you can end up looking kind of like the inside of a rainbow. And that's not necessarily what you want to do. You can include more if those colors really work together, especially when there's a purpose. But typically I'd say stick to three of the brighter colors and a neutral or two especially if you're not a graphic designer and you don't know exactly how to make colors work together, fewer is better. <laughs> now you also want to ensure this one's big, this one's in digital accessibility, but it's also just to make your design work and then to improve your user experience. You want to make sure that whatever background color you're using, whether it's white or a black or a blue or a green, that you're using a font color that has a high enough contrast to be legible by a variety of seeing abilities. So people with low vision or color blindness, they may not be able to read the text that you're using, the text color, on certain background colors. So you wanna make sure it's legible for anybody who's visiting your website. Black on white or white on black, for instance, are the typical safe colors to use, but I'm going to link here in the show notes to the WebAIM contrast color checking tool that'll let you know whether or not that color combination is work and legible and within an acceptable range. I will tell you too, where I see a lot of designers, they want to use fun patterns and background colors, but you want to be wary of using text on background images. You could add a drop shadow or a bit of an outline to that text to make it stand out and improve the contrast, but any images with heavy patterns can be hard to visually read on when those are the background image. So keep that in mind. Now our last tip, you know, we want to leave plenty of white space. You want to let your text and your images breathe, basically. Now I will be completely blunt with you guys as a developer over the last several years. I and other dev colleagues, we have been accused of choking the text or design pieces. 
But that white space or open space, because if you're using a dark website in different colors, it's not necessarily white, but it's called white space when it's let open and empty. So that white space helps to let elements breathe and balance. Now it can help also lead your user's eye from one topic to another and prevent your website from looking overly busy, which can cause a lot of confusion for your users on what they should look at next. That open space is really important to keep people moving and it you know, creates that clear path through your website. Now, white space is also important for a good mobile experience because you have to remember that people are navigating your website, not with a tiny mouse pointer, but instead using their thumbs of a variety of shapes and sizes to click and get around. Using enough padding and leaving that white space, especially around those clickable elements, makes that easier and helps to prevent those accidental click that annoy and frustrate people. Now these three things you can apply today. And in fact, I'd highly recommend you go in and mess around with images and see how that makes you feel a little bit different and seeing if everything is pointing inwards instead of off the screen. You don't have to be the best designer to create beautiful websites that really resonate with people and get them to use it and get them to click. So keep that in mind. Apply these three tips to the next website you're building and see how much better everything feels and how much better your client responds to the proposed designs. Thank you all for tuning into our show this week. Now, if you want to catch more Digital Masters, you can subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast app or visit us at digitalmasterspodcast.com. If you have any questions or you want to learn more about digital marketing, follow us on Instagram at digitalmasterspodcast or visit us online at becomeadigitalmaster.com. Can't wait to talk to you guys all again next week.